Sheep field here mm, in Lancaster the County. The pastures of Lancaster County. Quite literally. Yeah. We got sheep. We got sheep in the background with a shepherd dog. And a shepherd. <laughs> and a shepherd. We have Actually, our, John, our guest, our guest is the shepherd. Is the shepherd. So yeah. uh, he's just making his way inside here from yeah. the sheep pen and uh, oh, yeah. he's he's coming in. Here he's coming in right there, right through the Oh. There he is. Ah. Hello there. I'm Irish now. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Well, welcome to my friends and I podcast. To another uh, day, another day, another episode. It's probably our last well. one of 2022. Not our last one. Oh, of 2022. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not our last. We're yeah. still, we're still we're going. Still going so, go John, just yeah. in case anyone is tuning in for the first time. Yeah. What's my friends and I podcast? My friends and I podcast. Well, it's an interesting like combination of things where <laughs> we try to make you laugh, but we also try to encourage you with with stories of God and who yeah. Jesus is. Our end goal is to 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 create a space and a podcast that we can we can laugh together, but we can also encourage you to love Jesus more and want to love Jesus as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, through bringing in people that we meet right. on our on our journey and and yeah. and they have. A really cool story about Dude, Jesus. Real people and real Jesus. And that's right. And that's like, I think one of my favorite parts of doing this and even listening through them again is that I feel like every person and their story specifically, also like what they believe, what God's revealed to them yeah. from from the word and, and uh, how they've been raised, but even specifically <clears throat> their stories really show a picture yeah. of who Jesus is today, like yes. what he's actually doing. And what I he's think, doing, yeah. I think, I mean, this is like Christmas time, so I think we're all thinking about like Jesus coming as a baby mm-hmm. and like what he did during his life here and his death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been, yeah, been thinking about that, about that a lot, mm-hmm. but it's really cool to me that Jesus is still alive and he's still present through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And um, so all of us who have chosen to follow him with our lives, we're interacting with him, whether, yeah. we, whether we recognize it or not. And yeah. so I think... Um, Interviewing people and having people's stories being shared gives that just constant reminder of like, right. oh, Jesus is moving. Yeah. So. That's so good. Well, enough about us. Yeah. Let's introduce our guests. All right. We have, two, we have two guests this, and, this time. Oh, it's our first time mm, ever. It is. Actually. Having four people wow. on the podcast. You guys are it's special. because they're so awesome yeah. that like we could not pick one of them <laughs> to interview because both of them time. are amazing. They're They're married. Yeah. Um, and they have incredible hair. Very good hair. Matt's so, hair. Matt's Let's just hair talk about Matt's hair for a second. Luscious. So it's luscious red locks. What with, would, you, would you say red? Straight red? It's no, it's goldish carity. orange. Goldish orange. Goldish orange. Yeah. Like a sunset. Like honestly. a sunset. Right over that. the ocean. Yep. It's got Beautiful. the curl, curly rays. Like, you know, you know, like how kids like design their, their like sunsets. They, they have like the swishy, swishy rays. <laughs> you you look like so that. confused, bro. <laughs> See, like, we do this because we don't have video. So we have to like, we have to describe the vision. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about Matt is the mm. little bit of white he has on his beard oh, going yeah. out. Just, yeah. just the, the wisdom. Yeah. Mm, you, you can just eat it out. And then and Lucy, Lucy has amazing hair as mm. well. Is it dyed a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's so. gray as well. Ah, oh. it's a it's a beautiful brown Both with some the, blonde, some blonde tips. at the with the blonde at the bottom of it. Okay, wow. so All enough right. about us <laughs> telling you about that. So, 
We have Matt and Lucy. With Matt, us. Lucy, Gwen. Gwen. Yeah. Yes. Gwen. Can, Gwen. Gwen. Oh, sorry. I'm um, oh, still Gwen. learning. Can you pronounce Gwen. that again? Gwen. 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 Wow. It's a Welsh Gwen. word that means white or holy. Wow. Whoa. You guys and are you're holy. Both That's why we have you on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. another description. They're both white. Yeah, and holy. And, and holy. holy. <laughs> so, so you're you're Welsh. I'm Welsh. Lucy's okay. English. Okay. But we're both from the United Kingdom. We're both British. Our passports oh, are. Uh, we're from gotcha. Okay. So you're not making up the accent right now. That's just to be well. Cool. No, this is my. <laughs> this is accent. your accent. The accent I was doing earlier, or the accent of that strange. Can you, re- can you reenact it again? Well, it, it, there was one <laughs> that sounded a bit Scottish, and one that sounded a bit Irish. But I'm we'll, from neither of we'll those just places. Bleat. We'll, we'll bleat again. I, I was. <laughs> I was uh, um, I'm actually from Wales, which sounds okay. different. Okay. Again. So this is actually. More of an English accent, I would say. Okay. I moved around a lot when I was younger, okay. so I have a kind of nondescript Southern English accent. Can you do a, Can you do a, a Cockney accent? Yeah. Can you, that's like my favorite. It's my favorite. Well, mate, as a guy. Beautiful, beautiful. And Lucy, what about you? Where are you from, or where's your uh, heritage? So I'm from Bristol, which is uh, Bristol uh, southwest of the UK. Okay. Um, you can do a Bristol, Bristolian write me Bristolian. back Bristolian <laughs> Bristolian yeah when I chat to my mum and dad they're like ooh are you right how's it going <laughs> <laughs> I love that so is, is Bristol near Exeter uh, it's on direction? the way yeah, on the way it's to about Exeter. two hours oh. north of okay because that's where that's, when Nat and I were on our trip we right. went out to Exeter this is in the fall and people talked like that and it was beautiful yeah was the nice. accent would just get thicker the lower down you I go. love that <laughs> and there's a lot of sheep out there too right there's a lot right? of sheep is it Brist- yeah, Br- wow. Bristol area as well or Somerset just... yep Somerset get your sheep in your fields <laughs> we have a lot of sheep in Wales as well really cool. you have more sheep in Wales so you're, you're actually basically a shepherd yeah a real shepherd I like the so that wasn't sheep. just an accent that was reality too mm, maybe Okay. That's good to know. When you said the shepherd, I thought you were talking uh, about somebody else. Oh. You know, the shepherd. The, the shepherd. shepherd. Mm. Like Jesus? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Mm. Love it. You have Jesus inside of you. We, we do. See yes, us. that's correct. Yes. So the shepherd's here. <laughs> well, something fun we want to do. Mm-hmm. And Matt and Lucy, since they're from a, from a different country, they have different... Different words that we don't know. So Ooh, education time. Yes. Let's go. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have you guys give us a word that we would not know, and we have to guess what it is. And not and, the one and the, word and the that closest, you mentioned earlier. Yeah, not that, that one word. Good. Yeah. The, not, and the closest one to get it wins. No. Okay. Where do we win again? Are we, uh, we just win pride. Okay. Are we yeah. each doing a word I don't know if I or win pride. are we doing just one word? Let's do, let's do best of three. Oh, okay. Well, let's do best of right. three. Three words. All yeah. right. Well, I'll give you, first of all, this is, this is actually a Welsh thing, but it would be, it would be kind of known by people outside of Wales as well. Okay. Yeah. In the UK. So this is Barra Brith. Barra Barra Brith. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely! I, I remember we saw some of that. It's a something that grows like in the heather. It's a plant-based. <laughs> I think you're wrong on that one. I think I know this one. I think it's toothpaste. I think, <laughs> I think you put it on. You're just you're using breath. You're using <laughs> <like, laughs> breath. That's what I think. Breath. Okay, what do we got? No, what, what you're, not, you're not even close. <laughs> Barra breath is a kind of fruit bread that is traditionally oh, made in Wales and eaten hot with some butter on top. And it grows like a grain, no, I'm assuming? No, it's not. It's bread. No. It's, it's oh, bread. But bread is grain. Bait, and you, so. can, you can have the flavor <laughs> of the bread in your toothpaste. So we're both kind of I'm close. definitely way closer. <laughs> bread okay, flavored second word. toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I mean, it's charcoal flavored. <laughs> we eat that. <laughs> All right. All right next word. one. Lucy. Um, okay, my parents, uh, growing up, <laughs> would say blige a lot. Blige. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it, well, we have the word oblige. So uh-huh. it's got to be a playoff of oblige. Okay. So maybe so it's uh, uh, kind of like a... Would you would you oblige me a cigarette or something like that? <laughs> Much obliged, like a thank you. Yeah. Would you okay. oblige me? Would you? No, I don't me? think it's blige. I think it's like an ex- exclam- exclamation, like almost like, oh, like oh my goodness, like blige. Like yeah, it's a bad word. Yeah? Got it. Woo! It's not a bad word. Okay, we don't have to put a little e under <laughs> the like podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah, you won that it. one. Hey. And we have a third tiebreaker. One zero. One zero. Um. Tiebreaker. Mm. Yeah, I won the first one. No, you did I not. I definitely won the first one. Okay, great. In the first in the one. Yeah. Yeah. Can you think Something of anything uh, interesting? There's lots of different words that we've discovered over the years of uh, visiting America where ah. you say things different to how we say things. Okay. Oh, this is a good test. So, um, yeah. What would you guys say is the pavement? Uh, asphalt. Macadam. Macadam, asphalt. Right. For the pavement? Yeah. Yeah. Right, no, it's the sidewalk. What? We, if, in the UK, what? if you want to say the sidewalk, you say pavement. Pavement, yeah. That's the side no. of the thing on the right. Yeah, the pavement. You know, I think I remember this from New Zealand. I think it's the same. Yeah. It's really confusing. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The sidewalk is pavement? Correct. Yeah. And then the pavement is the road. You, no. walk, you walk on the pavement. So I walk the kids to school What's, and I What say, do you call the road? The, the road. We call the it the road. Surprising. So kind of makes sense, pavement, actually. Like, I understand what you were asking. Yeah. Now the pavement is like we we refer that to the road as right. well. So no, for us the pavement is the sidewalk. That is the pavement. Do you we're say sidewalk at all? No, we do no. not say sidewalk at all. Pavement and road. Pavement but and road. Sidewalk but sidewalk makes sense because it's you're walking you walk on, on the side. side yeah. Right. yeah. But it, so even you guys said Asheville or Macadam, right? Now what would you guys say for tarmac? What is the tarmac? Tarmac. That's that's asphalt. Yeah, it's, it's same thing. Same yeah, thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So when we're talking about the like the blacktop or yeah, yeah, the yeah. road itself, you said McAdam, we would say that's tarmac. Tar- right? Tarmac. Now here's the interesting tarmac. thing. Tarmac. Tarmac and McAdam both come from the <laughs> same word, which is tarmacadam. So the oh. real, the, the, the actual word for that material tarmacadam. is tarmacadam. This is actual education. Right and the here, UK, actually. we say tarmac. In the US, you say macadam. So for some reason... Tarmacadam. Yeah. Tarmacadam. So if we want to sound really sophisticated, just tarmacadam. We're like, hey, I'll meet you get on off, the tarmacadam. Get off the tarmacadam. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's I named, it. I think it's named for two guys oh. who came up with the mixture that created it. Wow. All right, guys, wow. let's start a movement. Sidewalk is now pavement and the road is now tarmacadam. And if you know, you know. You can't explain <laughs> yeah, this to anyone. You just do it. You just say it. Perfect. Sweet. Well, that Good was education. Fun. Thank Love you guys it. for playing along with us. It's always fun. Well, it was a tie. We don't like. Yeah, we never really can take that last one. Good job. Right. Handshake. Handshake. Neither of you got it's it right good. on the first one. So. Just well, he was closer. He was. All right, John. You, you, get the you said something that grows in heather. <laughs> Which would be a grain that could be made into a bread that could be what, what is, is it? Baby's breath or something. Closer than toothpaste. You don't find loads of bread in the heather. Anyway. All right, sweet. Wow. Well, we would love to hear a little bit about your story. Like, how did you guys? Um, yeah, like you guys are obviously from a different country. Like, how? Like, what is the journey? Obviously, that, obviously yeah. <laughs> from given the accent <laughs> and the words so cool. that we don't know. Yeah. Like, where? Like, what was your journey from the decision to come sure. come to America? Yeah. yeah. So, well, <laughs> um, in 
2009, I became a youth worker at a church in the UK. Well, wait, can we rewind? What led you to that and like yeah. even to Christ? Wow. Okay. Okay. So I grew up. Quick snippet. I grew up in South Wales, uh, going to church, and uh, what I thought it meant to be a Christian was uh, saying a prayer before bed and going mm-hmm. to church on Sundays, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, my mum and dad felt called to become missionaries, and so they went and did missionary training in a place called Birmingham in the UK. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, they went and did missionary training, and. Then we went overseas to a place called Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. And then there was no secondary education in Papua New Guinea. So when I was 11, I went to a boarding school in the UK. And all through that time, uh, my parents went to different churches. So we grew, we grew up in the United Reformed Church in pont in South Wales. And then we were at a Church of England church in Birmingham. Then when we went overseas, my dad worked for the United Reformed Church in Papua New Guinea and the Solomon Islands, but we worshipped at a Baptist church. Well. When I was doing my GCSE, <laughs> so around age 15, my mum converted to Catholicism. Wow. So I've been to hundreds of Catholic masses. Yeah. And I've been to lots of different types of churches. And every church I went to, they would say, we are the real Christians yeah. because we do things this way and mm-hmm. we don't do things that way. And they would say that all the other types of Christians were not really Christians because they did things a different way. And so for me growing up, that felt a little bit incongruent to right. what I understood the story of Christianity to be, which was about loving other other right. people, loving yeah. one another, right? So I'm like, okay, well, this isn't, hmm. this, this just feels disingenuous. And so I went off probably from age 13 or so, just asking a bunch of questions, inv- investigating lots of different faiths and religious beliefs to try and find answers to the questions I had about life, the universe and everything, as we all do. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, yeah, I investigated lots of different faiths, Buddhism, Islam, uh, Hinduism, atheism, Mm -hmm. all the isms. And um, then it wasn't until I was in a church in uh, Bristol, um, mm-hmm. in 2005 uh, with a couple of friends of mine and they'd uh, I was visiting from them for the weekend and uh, I said I'd go to church with you and uh, all this time uh, I'd said that I wasn't a Christian even though I'd been christened when I was younger I was never baptized as uh-huh. an infant but I was christened when I was younger but I went my own way and I never so sort of said that I was a Christian. Yeah. But I said, look, I'll come to church with you out of respect for your faith. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, you don't need to do that. Don't come to our church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is this makes me want to go even more. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that there are people, Christians telling me not to go to their church. I was like, oh, I really want to see what they're hiding <laughs> now. And so um, I went along and it was the same as any other church that I'd been to. They stood up, they sat down, they sang a song, they said a prayer, they read from the Bible and so on. Yeah. But then something weird happened. This woman at the front of the church stood up uh-huh. and kind of came out with this weird language. And she was like, Karabashandai Bandamashida. <laughs> and I turned to my friends, these two girls, and I said, who is that crazy woman and what is she doing? And they said, well, first of all, that's our mum. <laughs> and secondly, she's speaking in tongues. And I said, what's speaking in tongues? And they said, it's a gift of the spirit. And I'm like, what's, what's that about? Wow. And they're like, well, you know, the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And somehow I'd ended up growing up in church, not really hearing about the yeah. Holy Spirit, or at least not in that way. And um, yeah, and that began, I suppose, the a beginning of a week where I was asking God to, to show me that he was real. The, um, because the guy that was preaching that morning was a guy called George Cavour, who was chaplain to the Queen at one point. And he told the wow. story of blind Bartimaeus and how he was sat at the gates of uh, a city where mm-hmm. Jerusalem, uh, where Jesus was, excuse me, 
and was walking through, I think it was either Jerusalem or Jericho. Yeah. And he was basically a, this annoying guy who would sit mm -hmm. at the gates, a, a blind beggar and shout mm -hmm. at people. And so he was shouting, son of David, son of David, have mercy mm -hmm. on me. Mm -hmm. And the crowd were just telling him to, to shut up, to be quiet, basically. Right. And, uh, and then Jesus stops and calls him over and says, you know, come to me. And so then the crowd shift and turn and they say, come on, he, want, you know, he wants you to go to him. Mm. So he goes over and Jesus says to him, what is it that you want? Mm. And he says, I want oh, to be able to that. see. Mm. Yeah. And he says, go in peace, your faith has healed you. And suddenly wow. Bartimaeus can see and he, he runs off down the road, praising God, following Jesus. Mm. And I thought, well, if Jesus was really the son of God walking on earth, and he could stop for this annoying guy who was basically shouting at people and just annoying yeah, them, yeah. which is what I felt like I was doing in my life at that time. I, I thought maybe he can stop for me. Wow. So I kind of prayed my first real prayer in that church, Trinity Tabernacle in Bristol, um, in uh, the 9th of October, 2005. And I said, OK, so if you're real, God, then show me that you're real. Mm. Speak to me. And I heard nothing. And I felt like there was going to be some, you know, cosmic moment, a lightning bolt or a finger from mm. heaven, you are chosen or something, <laughs> but nothing happened. So I said to my friends afterwards, I said, hey, you know, so I prayed this prayer and I asked God to speak to me and he, he didn't. So, yeah, it's all just in your head. Yeah, yeah. It's made up. And they were like, well, if he did speak to you, would you recognize his voice? And I thought, hmm, maybe I, I wouldn't actually know what he sounds like. So they said, well, just keep asking him to speak to you this week and uh, and see what happens. So through that week, then I was asking that I was saying, you know, God, if you're real then show me you're real, speak to me. And um, some unusual things happened. So I used to work in Cardiff and travel to Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And there was a my boss's boss, um, who was the, the director of a section that I worked for in the company in Cardiff. He uh, ended up being on the same flight as me going to Amsterdam. And I knew that he'd had a conversion experience about 15 years wow. prior to this. And so I started talking to him about what he'd experienced and what had happened. Yeah. And I knew that he'd kind of had a lot of sl uh, flack for that because he'd stopped drinking, he'd stopped smoking when he came to Christ and people had teased him about it. Uh, and he, so we talked a little bit and he said, well, maybe you should, you know, check out uh, your local church, check out an alpha course, something like this. Yeah. Um, and, and then anyway, we got split up and, and we went uh, our separate ways. Now, on, the, on that same evening that I'd had that experience in the mm. morning, we went to a, another church called uh, Woodlands Christian Centre or Woody's in mm. Bristol. And on the um, seats where we went, there was these postcards that just said www.therematchbemortolifethanthis.com. And I thought, well, that's what's that all about? I, I was a software programmer at the time and into web de development. And I thought, that's pretty cool. But what is it for? There was yeah, nothing yeah. on the card about what it was for. Yep. And I said to my, I my friends, these two that's girls, cool. uh, what is this about? And they're like, well, we don't know. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, yeah, wow. forward to the Tuesday, I'd, I'd been in the taxi with, with my boss's boss and we'd, gone, we'd flown to Amsterdam, blah, blah, blah. got to the office. I actually connected with him again later in the day at the coffee machine. And as we were talking and he was kind of recommending a church for me to go to, mm. his boss, who was the, the IT director for the entire company, uh, came up to us and he looked at me and he just said, there must be more to life than this. Wow. And then walked off again. Wow. And I'm like, no. that's weird. <laughs> but it made me think about this right. postcard I'd seen no a couple way. of days before. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go and check that out. So I went and I typed it out in the computer and it, it ended up that it was a web address that linked to the Alpha course. And I'm like, oh, the Alpha course. So I thought, right, I'll go and check out this Alpha course. And I said to my friends, I said, there's this Alpha course going on 
uh, in a church, literally uh, the, across the wow. road from me uh, in Cardiff, where I lived. Could you come with me? And the one friend, Vicky, said, oh, no, I can't. That's the same night as my youth group. And her sister, my other friend, said, no, I can't go with you either because I go to a different church uh, on that night. So I'm like, oh, mm. so I don't want to go on my own. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so then I went, I said, okay, well, I'll come to church with you. And um, she, she said, no, don't, don't come to church with me. <laughs> she thought, I don't know what she thought, but she was like, no, like, I live in Bristol. You live in Cardiff. It's an hour and a half train journey. Don't come to church with me. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Right, well. But I was like, and, and I, so I spoke to her sister, Vicky, and I said, what's the deal? And she's like, well, she just doesn't want you to go out of her way. She, you know, she, she doesn't want you to feel like you have to do that. And I said, no, I want to go and, and find out more. And wow. so anyway, I ended up going and we went and, and there was this guy who asked people to come forward if they wanted to, to receive prayer. There was a couple of things that they said they had quotes, prophetic words for. Uh -huh. um, like he said, oh, you know, someone's got some neck pain. Someone's mm. got something yep, else. Yep. And uh, I was like, yeah, well, in a crowd of like 300 people, you're bound <laughs> you're to get someone, someone who's yeah, got for sure. uh, whatever. <laughs> and so anyway, but I had actually neck pain. I'd suffered with neck pain for many years. And so I was like, oh, maybe they're talking about me. And I thought, I'll go up to the front and see what this is about. So I went up and they asked me to put my hands out as if I was about to catch a beach ball, which is yeah, like yeah. the weirdest thing. And then they said, right, someone's going to pray for you. I'd asked my friend who I was, who I'd gone to church with to go to, to up to the front with me. And uh -huh. she did. And then this other woman came forward to pray for me. And she's like, oh, what do you want prayer for? And I said, well, you know, I've got some pain in my neck. And she's like, well, maybe you're that guy they were talking about. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she starts praying for me. And she, and bear in mind, right, all week I'd been asking God to show me if he yep, was real. Yep. And I know this is a really long answer to your question. No, sorry. Great. But she started off praying. I closed my eyes. She started off by praying, dear God, please would you show Matt that you're real? And I, <laughs> What'd you what? say? <laughs> and I opened my eyes and I was like, who is telling her to say this? Yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Because I hadn't mentioned anything about that to her. I'd yep. said I've got pain in my neck and I was expecting her to pray, pray for, for my neck. neck. But yep. she said, no, please, would you show Matt that you're real? Which is what I've been praying all week. Whoa. And I, so I opened my eyes. I, I looked to my friend. She had her eyes closed. The other woman had her eyes closed. And I thought something weird's going on here. Anyway, then I started to feel like I, they were pushing me forwards. They had their hands on my back and they were, I felt they were pushing, like they were going to push me on the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, I've seen this stuff happen Seriously. on TV. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going down. I'm not letting these these people push me down and then be like, oh, something amazing is happening. <laughs> yeah. So I, in my head, decide I concocted a plan and I decided that I was going to push back on their hands, it's which would reveal the fact that they were trying to push me over. And I'd be like, <laughs> you see, it's all a sham. So in my head, I counted to three and then I pushed back and almost fell over backwards because, of course, they weren't they were. pushing me at all. They were, these lovely women were just praying for me. And, and anyway, then I, so I swung back, I swung forwards and I was like, and they're like, yes, Lord, more. more. Lord. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And I felt, yeah, just an immense heat just washed down my Whoa. body and the pain in my neck went. And I went back to my seat with my friend and I'm like, like, I can't deny anymore that yeah. God is real. Like, something has just happened that I can't explain. I've been asking him to show me all week that he's real. And he's spoken to me in these many different ways. And I'm mm. just scratching the mm. surface of the story here, really. And so that night, 16th of October 2005, uh, is when I gave my life to That's Christ. Wild. And 
Um, wow. And that friend that I was with, who helped <laughs> pray so for cool. me, is now my wife. No way! No way. <laughs> so, Lucy, is this for real? <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, what was what was your journey through that? Like, yeah. like seeing him on this journey of Man. seeking God. I guess um, we we to see the transformation through in his life was incredible. Um, I didn't know him very well. Mm-hmm. He, I'd just get phone calls from my sister. You need to pray for this guy called Wait, Matt. Wait, so are, were you the si- Vicky's sister? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So Vicky is my sister. And the crazy woman is now my mother-in-law, but she knows I tell, she knows I tell this story. She so she's good. Sorry, Lynn. <laughs> so So yeah, to see the transformation has been incredible. And my sister would say, you need to pray for this guy called Matt. God mm. is really on his case. Mm. And, um, they were in an amateur dramatics group together. So I would hear lots about Matt. Um, and then we ended up spending time together, the three of us. So I got to know Matt a little. And that's when he started to ask, well, can I come to church? And then I was kind of, well, I'm a bit suspicious now. My sister's married. <laughs> I am not. This is a bit weird. Don't uh, don't oh. entertain coming to church to find so, Jesus, in yeah. quotes, if you just want to get to know me. I'm not. I don't really want to encourage that. Yeah. And so... Um, <laughs> It sounds really awful, but that's why we were. No, you don't have to come to church with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I sense. didn't want it to be for the wrong reasons. Right, for but sure. But then seeing what God was doing in his life, you could see that it was way beyond that, and it was just wow. amazing to wow. watch him transform. And he went from smoking and swearing every other word to all of a sudden just changed. A holy just man. Just changed. He went from um, holy that to white man. When, 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 and when, the part when, about the, the, uh, that wasn't even on my radar because the part of the story I haven't told you is that three years previous to that, I'd actually asked Lucy out uh, oh, and tried oh. to like turn on the charm, and she just shot me down in flames. Oh. So it, I mean, it was it was brutal. This is why I was like, no, don't so, come to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that wasn't even on my radar because I was like, I'm not going there again so, because yeah. like I don't want the pain. So, so man. <laughs> So you guys knew each other for a long period of time. Yeah, a few years. Okay. Yeah, but we no. don't. We we saw each other in like two thousand one, two thousand two, and then we didn't really see each other again until three years later. Wow, wow. And so then, yeah, we'd been hanging out a little bit over that summer. It, was uh, late. it wasn't two thousand one, two thousand two. So were you guys like really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you and Vicky before. like praying like that whole time for for Matt or my sister off and was, a bit? Yeah, Vicky was definitely praying for him a lot. Um, that's incredible like well, the amount she, of time you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. she was praying for him a lot and they they were kind of best mates in Wales I was in Bristol so I was right. kind of gotcha. a bit more out okay. of the picture okay. so I didn't see him all the time through those three years mm-hmm. my sister went through a tough time so that's when I was like okay I'm in Wales all the time mm-hmm. him being her best mate yeah. was always around always so that's how the three of us yeah. started ending yeah. up yeah. hanging out together wow. and that's wow. when I got to know Matt a bit more and um, she yeah. would still report back. So I had a really cool conversation today with Matt. Yeah, we yeah. chatted about theology and we chatted about this and we chatted about that. You need to pray, you need to pray. Come I'm like, on. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. yeah, it just, it went from there. And when he started asking, can I come to church? We were like, was like, oh my word. <laughs> well, yeah, and I didn't know any of that because I just thought she hated me because of me oh, supposedly yeah. like, you know, trying it on a few years previous and getting completely like shut denied down. and shut Aww. down so i didn't know any of that but that didn't on, discourage but... you from like wanting to go to their church that's cool yeah like... yeah i mean so i'd always been whenever i'd go home and with uh stay with my parents i'd go to church with them out of respect for their faith yeah. so it's just something i was used to doing and you know i, I just said you know well, i'm happy to do it 
I didn't expect what happened well, that yeah. Sunday yeah, or the for week sure. next or what happened the following um, week. And then what you happened? Never do. <laughs> and then what's happened with my life since? So yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. you know, I then at that time I was working in software development, and but then I started helping to, uh, with the youth group at Lucy's Church, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> that was on a Friday night with kids <laughs> off the estate. This is from um, Newtown, just on the outskirts of Bristol. What does off the estate mean? So it's the... Oh, it's the, posh. It's the, no, 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 no. It's, it's a the opposite area. of that. It's, okay. So it's really deprived. These okay. these are kids who are like, it's the third most deprived area in the whole Whoa. of the UK. Mm. They are basically told it's okay to steal as long as it's the next street over. Whoa. Um, you know, don't steal from our, anyone on our street, but the next street is fine. We, we were asked, I was asked to do a God slot like a five minute sec- section at the end of the hour and a half youth group where they come in, they play pool, eat sweets, have a yeah, chocolate, yeah. and then I would do a God slot. And the first time I did it, um, <laughs> as I was talking to them, they were spitting at me, they were swearing wow. at me, they were shouting at me, anything you can imagine. And then I prayed and they carried on whilst I was praying. And I just thought, wow, if I can pray through this, like I can probably pray anywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then fast forward, like, so then, I, as well as doing that, I got involved with a, a camp called the Keswick Convention where I worked with children, the six and sevens tents. They put me in because no guys wanted to be in the six and seven-year-olds tent. Yeah. And God just grew a love in me for children and young people, which wow. was almost the opposite of who I was previous to getting saved. Yeah. Um, and I never thought I'd get married, never thought I'd have my own kids, let alone even interact with anyone's kids because I really yeah. didn't like children or young people. Well, and, um, and then, yeah, um, uh, I saw this at, at, well, it was in the summer of 2008 and um, I felt God say to me, look, if you want to take this seriously, then take it seriously. Wow. And so I I looked for a youth work job, a youth pastor job, and everywhere needed uh, kind of uh, qualifications or experience. Right. Yeah. They wanted a degree in youth ministry or whatever. I had none of those things. Wow. And so I'm like, well, that's that then. But then I felt the Holy Spirit prod me and kind of or nudge me towards to, 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 to searching for a youth pastor job. So I just Googled youth pastor job and this uh, almost like a Wild West wanted poster, you know, <laughs> youth pastor wanted kind of came it. out. And so I thought, okay, I'll apply, I'll check into that. And they wanted, you know, qualifications and experience uh, and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done now. And then were I, you guys married? At the we were married. Yeah. So okay. we've been married for three, uh, two years. We got married in 2006. So it's 16 awesome. years yeah. this year. Wow. And um, yeah, we, uh, uh, yeah, I felt God, I felt the Holy Spirit just, just nudge me again. Just apply for this role. And I'm like, I can't apply for this role. Mm. Like they want qualifications and experience. So anyway, I emailed them and said, hey, I feel like, I might need to apply for this role, <laughs> but I don't have any of the qualifications you're looking for. Hmm. So I just thought I'd email you. And they yeah. said, okay, just fill out an application Come form and send it to us and you know, we'll let you know. And I said, okay, I just want to let you know I've been a Christian for three years <laughs> and I don't really have any experience and I uh, don't really know what I'm doing. So if you, I don't want to waste your time, Honesty, man. you know, then that's fine. And they're like, here is an application form. Please fill it out and send it back to us. So I'm like, okay. So anyway, long story short, we got that. I got that job and that wow, was in wow. youth ministry in okay. 2009. I started. But when we left that youth group, I just described when they were like shouting at us. I was going to say, you're going to get back stuff. to that. They, I mean, when we left, so these are kids. Great. These are kids who lived in Bristol about an hour away from the beach or the, you know, the, the shore, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the sea yeah. and uh, the ocean, you guys say. And, and, but they'd never been, they'd never, the never even seen the sea. 
They'd never really? seen the ocean, right? Mm. And so we took them. They were like 12, 13 years yeah, old. We took them wow. to the beach on a coach, and they literally got off the coach and they just ran into the sea, Whoa. fully clothed. Oh, because, yeah. like, they'd oh, never yeah. experienced they'd anything. Never seen like, did they know how to swim? No. No, they just <laughs> ran. They just ran so in. So I was like, uh, I guess I'm going in with them. So I just went in as well. But but <clears throat> over the you know couple of years we were with these guys, just the relationship with them grew to such a point that when we then said, mm. right, we're, we're, we're moving to this new role, and we were moving two hours away to a place called Romsey. They were crying and mm. they were so, wow. Matt, don't, Lucy, don't go. We love you. We're going to wow. miss you guys. And just to see the journey that had, yeah, yeah, from where they were to where they th then ended up, or, or uh, that part of their journey was just mm. so inspiring to see how God had worked through us in them yeah. to bring them to a better place. And so, yeah, well, that's a long answer to uh, kind of how did you end up with <laughs> yeah, a youth great. pastor. But, so, yeah. Very um, cool. So, I was, I was a youth pastor for four yeah. or five years. Our pastor said, we'd like you to go to the States. He was um, connected with HarvestNet, mm -hmm. uh, Peter Light, who was on the board with HarvestNet for many years, and he's not anymore, but he is involved in the European Apostolic Council mm -hmm. with HarvestNet. Okay. And he said, I want you to go to the, to the States to do KMS Kingdom Ministry School and then come back and lead the church. And mm. that's not exactly how things panned out, but we mm. came in 2013 and 14 and we did the school. Charlie was two years old then yeah. and we did the Charlie's school. Charlie's son. He is, our, son. he is our eldest son. We have Maggie who's six and uh, Jesse who's one as well. Ah, amazing kids. And, um, and then, yeah, at the end of that time, we then went back to the UK and I worked for a non-profit in the UK, a, a Christian charity called Southampton City Mission, which we did basics banks, like food banks, but mm -hmm. clothes and sanitary products and baby equipment as well. And I led our schools project where we went into schools all across Southampton and told kids about Jesus. And, um, and then, yeah, last year, we, we felt like God was... Um, I'll just wait for the creaking to stop. <laughs> and then last year, we felt like uh, God was... Uh, we had a couple of prophetic words um, that lined up with the way that we were feeling a little bit unsettled. And mm -hmm. someone gave Lucy this word about uh, uh, God um, being like an eagle, um, mm. kind of uh, making the nest an uncomfortable place so that the, wow. the babies of the eagle could, you wow. know, learn time to leave, time to fly kind of thing. And so, yeah, so we, we spoke to the, the guys in HarvestNet and, and asked them if, you know, what their, what their thoughts, what their input would be and kind of nothing really worked out. They applied for a visa, but it got rejected and uh -huh. applied again, it got rejected again. And so we were like, okay, well, maybe it's not right. And Lucy was like, well, what if we've missed it? And I said, look, you can't miss it with God. He, mm. if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're living for him, Mm. Right. If your heart is towards him, if you love him, and if you're living according to the calling he has on your life, then the promise in Romans eight twenty eight is that he will work all things for your good. Yeah. And so we knew that if we were just willing to be in the center of his will and be prepared to do whatever he wanted us to do, then he would be able to guide us yeah. into the into whatever he had for us. Mm. And so, um, are you happy for me to carry yeah. on? Or I don't yeah, you're good. You're, you're good. You just because of Jesse crying. Okay. Yeah, I think we're, we're good. Okay, yeah. you can edit it afterwards. Yeah, or we, yeah. like, we like babies crying on okay, the podcast. So um, <laughs> and, um, and so I said, to, Lucy said, but why would we ever leave Southampton? Like the kids are in school, we've got mm -hmm. a nice house that we rent from the diocese and you've got a great job, etc. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, if God wanted us to leave this place and go somewhere else, he could literally make our landlords throw us out of the house. Mm 
Yeah. And she's like, but that's never going to happen because it's the Church of England who are our landlords. It's the Diocese of Winchester. Mm. They We're an easy bet for them because we just pay them money for rent. They don't really need to do anything with the house. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's it, it's just great. Like, why would they have kick How long out? had you lived there? We there, lived there for seven years. Wow. Okay. Like, since okay. we went back in 2014. Yeah. And yeah, it was easy maintenance for them. Anyway, in October 2021, so last year, Jesse was born. Mm-hmm. In the November... We had an email saying uh, we needed to move out of the house by February. Oh my goodness. And we were like, oh. So that thing which I thought would never happen actually happened. happened. <laughs> and then two weeks after that, we had an email from Alexis at HarvestNet to say, hey, the visa that you thought was written off has actually come back and Whoa. has been approved. You can come. It's incredible. And by the way, we've got a house ready for you. <laughs> so, wow. so yeah. So then we were like, okay, so we need to put some things in place to, 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 to move. We knew we had to be out of the house by February, mm-hmm. um, and and this was this was December second week of December. So we're like we we need to get passports. We need to get um, we need to get an, an interview at the U.S. Embassy mm-hmm. in London yeah. to get the actual visas in our passports. So we sent out off for the passports. We needed refresh for all of us, me, Lucy, Charlie, Maggie, and then a new one for Jesse. Yeah, and obviously you know refreshing a passport can take five six months yeah, or so. At least we well there are people in the U.K who this summer had to cancel their holidays because they've been waiting oh, since man. last year to get their it's passports. It's been crazy, right? yeah, yes. since COVID. Yeah. It's been crazy. All our passports came back in 10 days. <laughs> so like before <laughs> Christmas Eve, yeah? yeah? We were like, okay, God's up to something here. Right. We booked a, uh, an interview with the embassy, which was March 17th, which was a few weeks after we had to be out of the house. Yeah. And then I spoke to the landlords and said, look, because of this, because of us you wanting us to leave we we can't afford to find anywhere else in southampton um on the salary i'm on with with uh, this non-profit so we've now had to pursue maybe moving to the states so mm-hmm. could you give us a little bit of leeway so they said look we'll give you up until the uh the end of march and um the 28th of march it was and wow. so four weeks more and um we went to the embassy on the 17th of march and Lucy had started packing up, selling things, just, yeah. you know, paring mm-hmm. stuff down because we knew we had to move either way. Mm-hmm. And actually in that time, a friend of ours who was a pastor in the UK, he had heard about our situation and said, well, look, we've got a house here, a four bed house here in the UK. And actually we're looking for an associate pastor for our church. So like, you could work for us and live in this house. So we ended up in mid-February yeah, yeah. where we're like, we've got a a job offer in a house in the US and a job offer in a house okay. in the UK. And I'm like, so what do we do? We don't want it to be our decision. Yeah. We want it to be God's decision. And actually, Lucy's sister and her husband and their kids had just moved to Southampton uh, a few months before, like in the wow. August of 2021. And so you guys would have been really close. We would have been. Yeah. We were really close. And it was the first time in like our married life where Lucy and Vicky were even in the same town. Wow. So being able to see each other. So we, we really felt a pull towards that, yeah. Mm-hmm. but we, we wanted it to be God's decision. So Lucy's mum and dad uh, prayed with us in mid-February and said, look, we'll just, we believe that although, you know, the US embassy is a mighty force, we believe that God <laughs> is even more powerful <laughs> than the US embassy. So <laughs> we'll pray that if wow. he wants you to go to the States, you will get the visa. And if yeah. he wants you to stay here, you won't get the visa. And as simple as that, yeah, like yeah. a fleece, basically. And so I was like, okay, that means we're staying here because the visa that we were we were on or that we were applying for 
uh, I needed to have a job to go back to, a house to go back to, and family to go back to. I needed to be a, a minister to be yeah, here. Yeah. And so, one, we didn't have a job to go back to because mm-hmm. I had to hand in my notice. Uh-huh. Two, we didn't have a house to go back to because we'd been kicked out of the house. Uh-huh. We didn't have family to go back to, but I, <laughs> well, I'm not. I wasn't and still not a trained official, you know, ordained minister, minister yeah, basically. Yeah. Although, you know, obviously the word says that we're all... Uh, yeah. part of the royal priesthood yeah. of believers so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and ambassadors of the kingdom Amen. so I need a business card that just Amen. says I'm ambassador a minister of the new covenant right <laughs> and so so we went to the we went to the interview and we've been to the US embassy before mm-hmm. and had visas when we came here in 2013 and yeah. Lucy had to do it again and we're used to the rigmarole it's you have to go you go through security you queue uh, or you join a line, you guys say. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> queue, you, you do an initial queue, interview yeah. and then you get back in another queue, you do another interview. The whole thing takes yeah, like four yeah. or five hours. So anyway, we were prepared, we got the kids' tablets, we got books, we got all of their food, uh-huh. snacks, everything ready, Jesse's, you know, milk and so on. Anyway, we got there and we walked in at 8.45 and, um, no, sorry, excuse me, what time was our appointment? 8.30? 8.30. We got there at 7.45, we went in at 8.30. And um, we were fully prepared to be there, you know, through lunch. Yeah. We went up. The woman checked my application. She's like, I have never seen an application like this before. She said, who prepared this application? I was like, I did. She's like, every other application I've looked at in the whole time I've worked for, there's something I need to correct. But this is perfect. I'm like, okay. So she did all of our stuff. She's like, right, go and sit down. You'll get a you know notification in half an hour or so that your next interview will, will be up. Just look for your number on the mm-hmm. screens. So we went and sat down. Lucy was just about to start changing Jesse. And she's like, oh, is that our number on the screen? And I'm like, no, it no can't way. be. We've just finished. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure it is. So I went over and I'm like, are you waiting for the Gwyns? And the guy was like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's us. <laughs> I was like, come over, come over. Wow. So, and then he, so he spoke to us and he's like, you know, how do you know these guys? Why are you going over there? are you an ordained minister? I was like, no. Uh, you know, and asked us all these questions. And then, wow. yeah, 15 minutes later, he was like, yeah, your visas have been approved. No Enjoy way. your time in the States. That's and we walked out at quarter past nine. Oh my 45 goodness. minutes. 45 <laughs> minutes. That's door wild. to door. And we were like, this is, this is just indescribable. It's incredible. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, but we knew from those things that had happened that God's hand mm. was really on it. And so then, yeah, in in April so we had to move out of the house and then some really good friends of ours Kath and Steve if you're listening we love you um, (laughs) they uh, let us stay in their house for a week or so didn't they 10 days Mm -hmm. or so until we flew Um, another good friend of ours and Lucy's sister Vicky drove us to the airport and saw us off at Heathrow and we landed here 6th of April 2022 6th of April 6th of April (laughs) and uh, yeah have been getting acclimatised Acclimated. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ever since. And yeah. So that's kind of wow. how we ended up here. Do you want to add did I miss anything? I don't think so. I would love to hear even maybe from you, Lucy, a little bit. Like what is it like to follow God in this sort of fashion? Like even as a mom, um, maybe it's even maybe it was normal for you growing up, I don't know. Um, but what is it like to really try to live by the word like mm. that God is giving? like daily and even you guys have done some serious shifts and changes at the word of the lord like yeah instructing i know you're i know you're prophetic and like you just live that way now but what was was there a process to like coming to peace with that is it always just kind of 
I don't know what you would would speak into that. Also, Jesse, I know you got a lot. Jesse's Jesse's got a lot to say. (laughs) Jesse's joined us and is full of giggles. Uh, Yeah, Um, yeah, it's hard. Is it really is hard? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's at the same time just pure joy because you you know you know that God knows best. He knows what's best for me before I know what's best for me and my family. And so right. I want to do what he wants us to do. Yeah. Um, I guess just in a snippet, my story is a bit different to Matt's. I'm not, I don't have <laughs> as much of a kind mm-hmm. of wild transformation yeah, as yeah. Matt. Um, I came to Jesus when I was five. Wow. Um, I remember praying with my mum, sat in our living room mm-hmm. and just prayed mm-hmm. together. Um, but then I think it probably wasn't until I was maybe 19 that I'd say I truly understood the holy spirit and mm-hmm. entered into a whole different relationship wow. with jesus once you understand the holy spirit and accept and be baptized by the holy spirit so wow. from that moment then from being baptized with the holy spirit it was much more kind of okay god let's do i want to do life with you i want to do life together um what does that look like what do you want what have you got for us um yeah. and it was kind of after that that i i was uh, I think I then started to meet Matt or I may have already oh. met him and the, the story went from there really and mm. so throughout our whole married life um, it's always been God what do you want us to do we want to we don't just want to live a life that we want to live and hope you're there with us because yeah, well. we know you'll be with us but yeah. we want to live will. he will be with us yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah but we want to we want to be intentional about the time that we've been given yeah. on this earth yeah um, to build his kingdom and so we're like okay god what is it you want us to do and every step of the way he's always revealed something yeah. it hasn't always made sense and it's always been a bit of a well if we do this that's going to come at a cost um mm. so for matt to go into youth work we just bought a house we'd yeah. worked really hard and got it how we wanted it and then god's like and oh, now you're moving mm. yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> this is our first house <laughs> So wow. then we had to move and Matt took a pay cut of, I don't know how much, it was crazy. It's probably like a 70% pay cut. Wow. Um, but we're like, okay, you know what, if that's what God wants us to do, we'll do it. And funnily enough, when Matt was on really good money and we were just newly married in our first ever house, we struggled for money every month. Wow. Every month. Wow. We took the new job, took the 75% pay cut, start tithing and giving, honoring God first with what he was giving us. That's and great. then the the figures never added <laughs> up, that, but we always that? had always what we needed. <laughs> yeah. so wow. It's amazing. And he still does that with us now. It's, and so I'll always say in anything, if you honor God first, he honors you. Wow. And yeah. I think that's, that's so true. Good. When we put him first, he, yeah. you know, he, he looks after us and it's not easy, but he makes the way ahead clear. Yeah. And I guess as a mum, it's been tough especially when you're doing all of this with yeah. three kids in tow, yeah. you know, because I naturally think, oh, are they going to be okay? We're moving to a completely different place. They're yeah. leaving their friends. But again, I have to remember, okay, well, if God knows what's best for me, he's going to know what's best for them yeah. way above yeah. and beyond what I know. So wow. um, we want to be on the yeah, journey. And yeah. So in that journey, like both of you come from very different backgrounds in the sense of like, like walking away from faith or like staying in faith for, for many years. Like when you guys got married, what was what was the journey with you guys hearing God's voice together and and like making that decision? Okay, this is what the Word is saying, and like this is where we should go. Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's been 
There's been, God talks to us in many different ways. Yeah. I, I always say to people, I believe God is, is always talking to us all the time. Yeah. But it's up to us to choose to tune in to what he's saying mm-hmm. and to be, uh, uh, kind of have our senses aware of what yeah. he's saying to us. And I think when people say, oh, I don't hear God or I'm not sure what he's saying, the fault is not on his part because he's always speaking to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's usually with us because we're uh, distracted by other things For or sure. we're not yeah. tuned in or we have other priorities or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. really early on in our marriage, we, we decided that actually our time, we were going to make sure that our time um, and our efforts and our intentions for our life were going to be f- prioritized. And the first priority would be God. The second priority would be our family, uh, which at that time was just me and Lucy. Yeah, yeah. And then the third priority would be everything else. Yeah. And so we, in, in our, and what that looked like in our calendar, we said, right, so the first thing we block in our calendar is time with God. Wow. And then the second thing we block in our calendar is a night for each other or, you know, one night a week, uh, a, a day a month, <laughs> a week a year where yeah. it, we dedicate to us. And then we put everything else in our calendar after that. So we intentionally... Okay carved out time in our schedule for God for each other before anything else and so just yeah in that way I feel like we postured ourselves in such a way that it enabled us to have that space and time to be able to hear him and he's spoken to us in many different ways I mean even just telling you these stories about how we've come here how I came to faith even just (laughs) as I've been talking I've been aware of the ways in which he has spoken to me like through other people through signs, through scripture, you know, through prophecy, through events, in many different ways, God is speaking to us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we kind of take the approach. We both have our own separate prayer times, sure. yeah. but then we also spend time together praying as well. Yeah. And if we're often thinking about um, what God is saying, then we usually, and this is kind of, I suppose it's even an unspoken thing, but we've, uh, and it's I about know, to be spoken. Here we go. I know oh, this is a uh, recorded. <laughs> we've spoken about it before, okay. but yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's kind of a, it's a slightly odd thing. We this has happened to us a number of times in our life. Where I give an example, we were in a place in Southampton where we were we were we just helped a church uh, denomination to launch a new site of a church or a campus, you might say, like a a, a secondary site mm-hmm. of a church in the city, and we'd come to a point where. We'd handed over the leadership of that site mm-hmm. to another couple, and we were thinking about what we what God wanted us to do next. And I had felt that God was saying to me, "I want you to go to the church at the end of the road, um, which was a, an Anglican church, which I would never choose to go to because yeah. it's very dry, very kind of old-fashioned, traditional church." For sure. And I'm like, "I'm not going to say anything to Lucy." until she says something to me mm-hmm. so god if this is really you you're gonna to have to get her <laughs> yeah. to tell me yeah, yeah. <laughs> now she was also Meanwhile. praying about where god wanted us to go and she had the same thought and was wow. thinking well i'm not going to say anything first if you want uh if this is really you god and you want yeah. us to go there then matt's gonna to have to say something first and it just reflecting on it it seems like that's happened a couple of different times in our life over various issues right and then eventually one of us has said I think God might be saying this. And then the other one will say, yeah, he also told me the same thing. Wow. And I've been waiting for you to say something. And I can't remember on that example. It may may have actually been you uh, who said something on that instance. But that's happened a number of times where 
in our own private times, we've heard God say something. And when we've come together and compared notes, if you like, yeah. they've kind of aligned. And so we've gone, okay, I think God mm. is doing something here. I love, I love that at the beginning of your testimony, you shared that one of your friends, or when you were, when you were seeking God, like one of your friends told you, like, like ask God to, to speak to you and to make himself real. Which I think is so important that like even at the beginning of our faith, we understand that a lot of these things, like your wife saying the same thing that God is telling you. Right. Right? And that's yeah. just a confirmation of right. the voice of God. Right. Which God does speak in very many, like right. a lot of different ways. Like yeah. like when Lucy was praying for you, for your neck, and she yeah. says, God, make, make, make yourself known. Yeah. I think that's such an important thing at the beginning of our faith, but also as we journey on, like this is, this is like pivotal that we know the voice of God mm. continually and we grow right. in that every day. Um, and like, at the beginning of your journey, it was like, well, God, I do want you to talk to me. I do, I right. do want to know right. your voice. Right. And in your whole journey, even to your to the point of coming here and setting yourself up here, it's been this this constant obedience of, okay, we heard the voice of the Lord. So God, if this is really you, then we're gonna we're gonna follow you. Mm. And I think I think the obedience behind hearing the voice of God it, it just follows that because yeah. if you hear and the voice. of... Yeah, that's how you know. Exactly. If, it, like, if you don't obey, you probably won't ever find out if it really was God speaking or not. Um, so it's almost like you have to sometimes step out Take that in step. faith. And, yeah. then, and then it's like, oh, okay, oh that, was, that, that definitely was God. But that, that reason I was thinking as you were talking, like, what have there been times where you thought God was saying something? And, you know, maybe stepped out, did something, and then you it found just out wasn't, you're like, yeah. oh, I, I don't know. Have you ever had? Have you ever had a time? If you haven't, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So even coming here, um, it, we've we've we, we're walking through that at the moment, actually, mm. or have been walking through that over the past um, few months. So we, mm. we like you've just heard the story, right? And yeah. we really felt like there was lots of signs there and confirmation that yeah. God was asking us to come and <laughs> uh, live and work here, and we came to come and serve a local church here. Um, and that hasn't that didn't work out in the way that we expected it yeah. to happen, um, and so we were left in a in a position where we were then questioning. Well, you know, why did, did we come here? Yeah. Did we yeah. hear right? Did we mm-hmm. make the right decision? Did we? You know, we stepped out in what we felt like was obedience, uh-huh. but but it actually was it because we've now encountered all this pain and uh, you know unexpected situation and stuff that really we you know, we wouldn't want for ourselves to go through because mm-hmm. it's it's traumatic yeah stuff yeah and so we're like so did we hear you know did we hear you right god and because we've because we we invo- uh, we discuss with each other uh, how we feel god is speaking mm-hmm. to us we can go back to those times where we say well remember when we discussed this and we we said we need to be sure that we believe that God is calling us to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't, then we're not going to do it. Because we, if we get to a point where we're questioning it, we can look back and say, no, sure. we yeah. definitely know that God said this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like in, in the word where it talks about, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Moses. And yeah, yeah. It's a way that he identifies himself is he can go back through time and say, yeah. the generations and say, mm. this, is who, this is what I did for this person. This is what I did for this person. This is what I did yeah. for this person. And, and so for us, it's... Uh, been, it's been really hard the last five six months, um, but we 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 are certain that God has called us to to come and move and live here for the for now for this season. Even though it's difficult, even though mm-hmm. it's been really traumatic, even though it's been completely not what we expected, 
even in the midst of that disappointment and heartache, there's still been times of joy yeah. uh, and personal transformation and and even um, a similarity to times that the, the, the believers in the early church would have experienced yeah. when they felt, oh, we're, God's calling us to go to this place mm. and then unexpectedly, you know, moves them to it, go somewhere yeah, else, like yeah. Paul going to Paul, Macedonia yeah, yeah. or when he's shipwrecked and he ends up in... A completely different Rome. place to where he was was intending to go originally yeah. and obviously that's a traumatic thing to go to so what yeah. did he not hear god uh, well no absolutely not but you know as we start to move god can steer us and if we're going in the wrong yeah, direction yeah. i really believe that god can steer us into the right mm. direction but you can't steer a ship that's not moving yeah yeah, right? yeah. that's true so if a, if a ship's just sat so there yeah you can move the rudder as much as you want but you're not going to change its direction it's <laughs> only when you start to move and then you shift the rudder, then you can start to steer the wow. ship in a different direction. Speaking, mm. speaking about different directions, can you share a little bit about like what's been happening at Millersville? <laughs> I, think, yes. I think that's such a, such a cool testimony of like the redirection of where you guys came from. <laughs> yeah, do you want to tell it from your perspective? Because I've been talking a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucy. We love Lucy. So um, Matt went along to J-Dogs, it's known as, um, just to give out hot dogs at Millersville University. Um, J-Dogs. J-Dogs, Jesus Dogs. <laughs> love it. And he, so he went, he came back, and he's like, I said, how did you get on? He's like, um, I, um... <laughs> I'm coach for the women's rugby. I'm like, what? You came, you went to hear about hot dogs. What happened? So he told me how he went and he got chatting to a group of girls who play rugby. He's from Wales. Yeah. Rugby's quite big in Wales. So he he knows the rules. He's pretty good. Um, uh-huh. he, he Does he tells play me, rugby at all? He, he's good at it. He hasn't ever yeah. played it properly. We okay. used to mess around in the back garden at yeah. home. I say back garden. It's not full of food and flowers it's just grass oh like a backyard yeah so he knows he knows the rules um so it's something he can definitely do but i'm like how how has this happened and he said to them i'd love to come and watch you play and they're like well we can't play because we don't have a coach so you can be our coach if you like he's like um okay maybe i can spiritually coach you you know pray for you encourage you and they're like yeah sure that too and as he said that, oh. a guy behind him is like, we want this for the men's team. So, so, so Matt comes home and says, yeah, I'm, I think I'm chaplain to the women's, chaplain to the men's, and I'm the women's rugby coach. coach. I'm like, oh my goodness, you went to give out hot dogs for an hour and a half. What happened? You walked back as a coach. <laughs> um, he's come back wow. as a coach. So he's done his training online yeah, to yeah. do that. He's all kind of official and that's all set An up. ordained minister, right? <laughs> rugby minister. I am, I am a now. I now have my certification from World Rugby to actually coach. Really? Uh, to coach so rugby. Good. Yeah, he does. When is this? When do you start with Millersville? Yeah. So uh, they, because they now have a coach, it means that they can now play games. And so I've just actually had the spring schedule, um, okay. which means that they're going to be in the spring sevens. Eastern Penn State Rugby Union for National Collegiate Rugby. Wow. And so they have there's four Saturdays where they're playing through January, February, March, and then the um, divisional finals are at the beginning of April, and then the national championships at the end of April. So, wow. uh, yeah. So our first wow. game's like early January. Um, we, you got to let us know. Like, we want to bring some folks out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys guys. Well, I think the, so the first weekend is at home, actually. Woo-hoo. The others we have to visit. So we're going to like Scranton and Gettysburg yeah, Scranton, and all sorts PA. of places like that. But um, um, yeah, the first date I do have 
um, and I can tell you when that is. Mm. Let's go. And if you're listening to Please this podcast, up. you can come out to, <laughs> to a rugby even match. Even if you're from a different country. <laughs> Buy a ticket. We can't pay for you, but it'd be fun. <laughs> That's super cool. Let me find that while you chat. Okay. okay well, I was just, uh, as you were talking even about this, um, I was just thinking of these verses in John chapter 3. Um, where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus about being born yes. again. And he mm-hmm. just says, uh, so he talks about like, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Nicodemus yeah. says, how can a man, you know, be born again and turn to his mother's womb um, and be born? And Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot like there that Jesus is probably speaking to, um, you know, even just in our union with God, like connecting with God through the new birth. But I think it also really applies to how we li- we're supposed to live our lives. Like, in the kingdom of God, if, if we are to yeah move in that into that kingdom and enter and live in it like we have to trust the spirit to lead and guide us and like as you guys are talking i'm just like man like anyone who doesn't believe in god or doesn't believe (laughs) that god could could speak and connect like Mm. if they hear you guys and maybe someone even listening they hear you guys the way you've lived your lives it doesn't make sense and that's always been like a goal for me as a christian i'm like god i want my life to not make sense to (laughs) someone who doesn't know you and i feel like that's kind of what jesus is saying is like look it's like the wind like it's a different material like it's a just a different way of life and that's how the kingdom of god operates so i'm just like man it's so cool Uh, i'm just hearing that so anyway you got the date? Yeah, I've got just, the date. Just so filling in. The first week, thanks. Uh, <laughs> first week is the Saturday, the 18th of February, um, and it's at home. So it's at Miller, Millersville University. Wow. Let's go. And I, I think it will be at Brooksfield, probably. Um, and so, yeah, there's they'll be playing a couple of teams that day. So that's really, and that's their only weekend at home. So if you want to come okay. out and see them, that's then, the date. That's the date, February 18th. Well, um, we'll bring yeah. signs that yeah. just say, like Coach Matt, no, Coach yeah. Matt, Minister Matt. No, please don't cheer for me. Cheer for the girls. Chaplain, let's Bill, go. Chaplain, Bill Rugby. <laughs> it's yeah. What you said there is really interesting, Tim. I think for me, I want to get to a place where I'm I'm just able to discern in the moment what God's saying. So mm-hmm. one of the things that's always stuck with me as I read Jesus walk, hit the way he, the, yeah. you know, the way he's described in those four Gospels. Um, in the last three years of his life, which is the time that we know the ministry he did, where he yeah. said, I, I, I only do what I see the Father doing. Mm-hmm. And he was able to go about his day to day, every single day, and know exactly the right thing to do, exactly the right thing to say in every situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because he was so in tune with God. Like he had ears to hear and eyes to see yeah. what his Father was doing. And so we want to be about the same thing, right? Yeah. We want to be in any situation able to be able to say okay so god what do you want me what do you want me to do in this situation what are you doing in this situation we don't want to live our lives in such a way that we say yeah god join in with what we're doing but we want to be living in such a way that we say we want to join in with what you're doing and so you know when i was having that conversation at whatever it was o'clock in the night you know on a really cold you know piece of street outside the university (laughs) and pavement (laughs) 
you know i just <laughs> i felt god say yeah go for it and so i did and you know out of that we've had some of the women's team one of the men's team actually here in our house to do like a small bible study so group. Yeah, we've had a, another group that I met through J-Dogs who have invited me to go and have lunch with them in the university on Friday. And uh, they said, we'd love to come and meet your family and, and your wife. So can we come over? And so I thought, well, I'll check with Lucy. And she said, yes. Yeah. So they've been round here as well when they've had wow. dinner. And uh, and we've, we, we, That's so great. we watched a, an episode mm. of The Chosen with them and or the, the trailer called The Shepherd, interestingly Shepherd. enough, yeah. which is how we Shepherd. introduced this podcast we've come full circle <laughs> now and and out of that just that short 20 minute thing, presentation which is the yeah. pilot episode for the chosen they've had questions and conversation and i've said what you know how would you feel if we if we met together once a week or once a fortnight and watched an episode of the chosen and then talked about it afterwards and they were like yeah we'd be up for that wow so like that. you know that and is, that's, that's all amazing. out of just saying you know mm. what do you want me to do today god yeah. do you want so me to go good. along to j-dogs do you want me to sacrifice this time when i would normally be happily tucked up in bed uh-huh. you know <laughs> uh-huh. nice and warm uh, but instead no i'm out half past 10 till midnight giving out hot dogs hot dogs, hot dogs to people telling them about jesus yep. and you look at what god does wow yeah wow it's so encouraging that is yep. i love the way you guys carry yourselves like yeah. i've noticed it ever since i met you and it just i'm your biggest fan <laughs> but it's, it's it's refreshing i think because you have a, a godly confidence in like even i've heard yeah. you guys prophesy and just yeah um, you have a godly yeah. pro- confidence in like what the lord is saying but you also bring it about in such humility and um like that's exactly something right. i admire and i want i want mm-hmm. to be able to live that out too um where it's like yeah i mean i'm i'm doing this because god told me to right. but also like have that humility because we talked about this on the last episode yeah. like having the humility you know to invite confirmation to invite others in yeah. even to discuss yeah. and to be like mm-hmm. all right god like i thought you were saying go here and maybe yeah. that's not where and like okay you can course correct me anytime right yeah. and uh, right. i even from those verses that i read was thinking about how it says the wind does not know where it's going yeah. <laughs> and i was like Huh. Like yeah, that just jumped out to me because maybe you guys are a bit in that season where it's like, okay, we don't really know where this thing right. is going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're here. Mm-hmm. We're doing what we can do, but like, what's the end goal? And I, I even wonder. You know, there's probably some young adults listening. It's mainly their our demographic here. Yeah. Um. And sometimes that can be really paralyzing. Like mm. we when yeah. we want to hear God's voice, we're like, okay, we're asking God. Like I mean, I used to ask, am I gonna like when I was interested in that? Like, am I gonna marry her? She's the one. Like I'm just. I would always ask these big questions of yeah. like, what's going to happen 20 years down the road? And like, God wouldn't really speak to that a lot of times. Mm. And so I would kind of get discouraged. But then I think more and more, it's been like, all right, God, like if you want to show me what, what's going to happen in 20 years, great. But like, help me with today right. and show yeah. me what to right. do today. Right. 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 And I actually think that's when I start hearing God the most. And yeah. I, I'm preaching to myself right now. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. like, it's so easy to forget that and be yeah. like, God, show me what I'm going to do. Who I, you know, what's my life all about and like give me a picture and a vision sometimes you hear people who have those kind of things yeah absolutely this and it's impressive but like yeah i can speak like what you guys are talking about personally my experience has been like more and more the more i'm just like god all right wake up in the morning like how do i love my wife today yeah like 
what do I do for so and so? And it's just like he just drops something in, and it's like those are the best moments of my whole. But life. even <laughs> even on that, yeah. like I feel like even if God gives these big picture things, it mm-hmm. still has to come back to the day to day. Right. Right. It still it still has to come back it's to true. God. What do you want to do today? Because yeah. if God's if it's not God's time to send you in that place right now, mm-hmm. then it's like all right. Then I do have to be prepared. I do have to I do have to develop this relationship with the Lord that is going to carry me into what mm-hmm. He wants me to do. And so, like, the importance, like you said, Tim, it's, like, it's mm-hmm. so easy to forget, but I think it's one of the most important things we can practice yeah. and mm-hmm. do in our Christian walk is understanding the voice of God mm-hmm. in our lives yeah. and following it and, like, like truly, like, weighing it and waiting on that, like, like come to America. Okay, God, like, like what is this? Yeah. And you're going to have to do some things before we do it. And there's, there's a healthiness to that, to that waiting and to that, yeah. to that place, but, like, God tells you to go, and there's the day to day after that. Yeah. Okay. So like, it's like, what do we would what do we do today, Lord? Like, yeah. Like the home, like your your um, landlord. Yeah. Like like, the only way we're gonna do this is if the landlord tells us to leave and kicks us out, (laughs) and it happens. (laughs) So it's like, all right, Lord, here we go. What's next? And I think that's the that's the beauty of our walk with Jesus. It's the unknown. We don't know where we're going, and it's the day to day, and it's 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 the relational part of yeah. of christianity it's not mm. this 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 machine that we have to know exactly mm. what mm. we have to do and and the position that we have to take and the right. places that we have to do and the people that we have to save and draw to jesus it's like no god i just want to love you first mm. and then love others behind that right yeah. Yeah. and then obey you and listen right. to you yeah. Yeah. and it's 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 so important yeah but, so it's where, uh, it's where faith comes in isn't it because without without with everything being unexplained doesn't make any sense yeah. you don't know what's next um feel like we're you know possibly being blown around in the wind yeah. it's where the faith has to come in and mm. um is it a test of faith possibly is it a strengthening of faith yeah um it's you know it's definitely where you grow um and yeah. i feel like that's probably the biggest thing For is sure. growth yep. um mm. god definitely loves us too much to leave us where yeah. we're at yeah um, and sometimes we may not feel we need to move, but you know, and it's not, it's not kind of a, a puppet on a string thing. God says we do, we will do, but it's more of a relationship. It's yeah. more of a teamwork. Mm. Let's do this thing together. Um, and one thing that came to mind as we started the podcast was just that when God asked us to come here, whatever it is that God's asking you to do, whether you're seeking direction, seeking him about a person, a relationship, a friendship, whatever it may be, um, it just felt like um, God wanted to remind us that when he, when he calls us to something or someone, he's, he's asking us to sacrifice certain things, but he's not asking wow. us to let go of who we are. Wow. So he knows our, the desires of our heart. He put them there in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he knows who we are, and he knows where he wants to take us and where he needs to get us to get to a better version of who we are that's more yeah. like him, if this yeah. makes sense. I know it does. So yeah. I just feel like it's important not to be focused on the what am I doing, where am I going, who am yeah. I going to be with, who will I marry, all of those kind of questions. They, God's gracious, and he's going to work all of that in with the desires of your heart, yeah. but it's not going to... Um, jeopardize who he's making you to be and on that like there's there's oh, a season that, of my that life is so good man. There's a, it is and there's mm-hmm. there's a season of my life where i i didn't know where god wanted me to be and there was this like all right lord what is next i had these dreams i have these aspirations that i want to accomplish in my life but i and i told him god i want i like there was there was a time where i was just like like i would love to just work full-time with 
people that don't know Jesus and just minister to them. Like that's, that's where I thrive. I love doing that. And he was like, Jonathan, you can, you can choose that path if you want, but I have more for you. Yeah. Are you willing to obey me? Like drop the desires first. Obviously the desires, yeah. he gives us the desires, but like drop them, submit them to me yeah. and obey my voice first yeah. and see where that takes you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, this surrender that we ha- do have to go through. Right. We have to die to our flesh. We have to die to our understanding of what yeah. God, like you were saying, like, like God knows what's best for me and for my family. Yeah. So if I'm willing to drop that, my understanding of like, drop what you have and drop, drop what you're comfortable with or even like where you've been established for years yeah. and come to this place, this unknown land where I'm sending you. Yeah. It's like, okay, God, I trust you. <laughs> I trust you. It's hard, but I know that you're going to be with me. And that's the faith. And, and that's that's where a relationship really does come in. Mm, it's right. like, all right, Lord, I've, I've grown this history with you. I know who you are and what you've done and like what you're going to continue to do, like the generational thing that Matt was talking about. I know mm. I know what that God can do this. And he's gonna lead me, and that, that's that's the that's the that's the comfort that we have is we right. know our father, mm, we right. know our lover, and he's right. he's gonna be faithful. Yes, yeah. that's the comfort. Ah, yeah, you will. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. Just um, as you were talking, this section from John ten uh, stood out to me, where uh, Jesus is talking to the people um, in the temple uh, in Solomon. Uh, this section known as Solomon's Colonnade. So John ten twenty three four onwards. And the people are surrounding him and they are asking, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. And Jesus said, I've already told you and you don't believe me. The proof is the work I do in my father's name. But if you don't believe me, sorry, but you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And so... Uh... The sheep, <laughs> right? Whenever right. I'm like down on my feet, that's the verse. Right, and this is right. just after he's talked earlier in the chapter about the fact that he's the good shepherd and what the good shepherd yeah. is and how the good shepherd looks after the sheep and all of that. But what stood out to me here was so interesting is he said, these people who don't uh, believe him are because they're not his sheep, right? And so to become a sheep or a mm. follower of Jesus, you believe in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you do that, then you know his voice. Yeah. So it's the faith that comes first. Wow. Then you hear his voice. Wow. Right? Yeah. My sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. And this oh. is that everything we're talking about is crystallized in that one sentence. Yeah. yeah. Right? We believe uh, in Jesus, okay. which makes us his sheep. Yeah. We listen to his voice. He knows us. Therefore, mm. he knows exactly what we need, where we need to go, what we need to do. And we follow him. That's yeah. so good. All right. I have something I feel the Lord is putting on my heart so you can say no to this but i'm wondering if because we got to close this out pretty soon i'm wondering if you guys could take a few seconds and just ask god if there's anything for some listener um who's listening um we have never we've never done that before we usually end up with a prayer but i just feel like um we're talking about god speaking um we're talking about uh how he can speak through us even to other people so like Maybe, maybe if you would take a few minutes or, or just even go with it, if God's already giving you stuff. Um, and yeah, this is just part of, I, I don't know. I feel like God wants, maybe wants to actually like touch some people. Um, sure. Listening. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that come, I, even as we were speaking earlier, I felt like I should give you our email address. So anyone who's listening, yes. who would like to know more about our story, so- who would like to talk to us. We have an email address, which is Gwyn's Abroad, G-W-Y-N-S, abroad, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Well, we can that, link that in. And that yeah, comes to both me and Lucy. If cool. you want to know anything more about our story or if 
Uh, you just want to hear us talk more in a British accent. And there's so much more. <laughs> so much more. Uh, if you would like you us do, to pray for me, you, you like if you even if you just want to like hang out and we'll pray for you, or whatever. Like I just felt prompted yeah. to, to mention that, and I thought no, I'm not going to say anything. And I said to God, I said, I'm not going to say anything unless Tim says, oh, well, do you oh, have anything else? And then, said, so, um, and then the other thing was, <laughs> I practicing of, right here. <laughs> the other thing was, I've had this crazy idea, which I haven't done, um, that I kind of want to do, but um, I haven't done it yet. Okay. And it's this thing that I came up with a while ago called Treasure Tuesdays, right? Where I was going to, on Facebook, and I don't know how many of your listeners would be on Facebook, because you uh-huh. all are like Gen, yeah. Gen Z, you say, right? We say Gen Z, but, uh-huh. um, you know, and you, you use other things, but we're on Facebook. And I was feeling like on, like on just once a week on Tuesdays, I should put on Facebook, hey, if anyone wants to know what God's saying to them, just shoot me a message and I'll pray for you and I'll tell you what I think God might be saying. Well, and I call it cool. Treasure Tuesdays because yeah. uh, actually the, the the spirit of prophecy, which is the spirit of Jesus, yep. is about calling out the treasure in people's lives. Right. Right? It's about sifting through the other stuff and seeing this is, oh, this so is the cool. gold that is in people's it. lives that God has put there and just illuminating it for well. them so they can see and hear with God's eyes mm. and his ears for who they are in him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is why I was going to call it. And I've never done it. And this is the first time I've actually told anyone about this crazy <laughs> idea. But I've, the, the reason I'm saying it, the reason I'm saying it is because I feel like there might be people listening who have a kind of <laughs> a similar spirit to me that want to do something crazy and something radical uh-huh. uh, like that. And wow. you haven't done it for some reason. Like you've mm. just, you've just gone, oh no, I, you know, I wouldn't, yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'd make a bad reputation for myself mm. or I wouldn't get it right or I wouldn't hear God properly or whatever it might be. There's something that's holding you back. And I just feel like God's saying, no, you should go for it. You should do it. Um, that whatever your uh, idea is that you, where you've been thinking, there's some, maybe one person or more thinking that they have this idea that they want to they move forwards with that they believe that God's put in their heart, but for whatever reason, fear is holding them back from that, Mm. that actually they need to just step out. And I had this picture of, again, it's a kind of older reference, but in Indiana Jones, when (laughs) he steps out onto the the bridge, which he can't see, Mm -hmm. um, and he steps out in faith, and he's held, and he's supported, mm-hmm. and he's, um, and God's got him. Well, not God's got him, but you know, the bridge has got him. But in this context, I believe that as you step out in faith, um, that God's going to be with you in that, and he's going to hold you in that, and, and will cause actually uh, treasure to come forth in other people's lives as you seek to serve them mm. and, to, um, and to just illuminate Wow. Uh, the gold that's in in mm. in those other people's lives in this kind of crazy radical weird idea that maybe you've never told anyone about um and if that's you then it. god is speaking to you right now and saying nope Amen. that's my idea and you're not crazy this is something that i've put in you and i want you i wanted i want to use you to do it because there are actually people around you who won't hear my voice who won't mm. understand mm. their my purpose in their lives for them through anyone but you Wow. Like and the longer that you don't do anything, the longer that you don't say anything, is the longer that they will go without my purposes wow. and plans in their life being spoken over them. Because of whatever reason, we all have different frequencies mm-hmm. that we tune into, or different people that we're more likely to listen to, or or be kind of mm-hmm. relationally in tune with. And so we all have something that we can say into other people's lives. And wow. so yeah, just to encourage you, whoever you are, I love it. 
If there's, if the, and this is a bit of a weird one, but if there, yeah, if there's a crazy idea you have where you want to reach out to people and to uh, to illuminate the treasure in their lives that God's put there, then go for it, do it. Amen. And uh, if if you, I would like, if there is you, I would love to hear from you. So you can email yeah. us uh, again as that email that I said, windsabroad at gmail.com and let me know how that goes. Uh, and if I can yeah. pray for you, then I would love to do that. That's wow. awesome. Wow. Lucy. So good. Lucy will have some things as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a picture of someone working in a coffee shop um, and just kind of serving coffee, serving people day to day. Um, and I felt like God just wanted to say to you, that's not your portion forever. Not that it's a bad thing to be serving coffee or serving yeah, yeah. people. It's not bad at all. But there's some foundational work happening in working there mm. in how you serve the people. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that. Um, there was something else as well. Oh, mm. yes. If if you're watching this podcast because you're like, oh, listening, it's listening, listening, listening not <laughs> watching, close. listening. Ooh, oh, that might be a prophetic word for us. watching. And hearing, waiting to hear God's voice or you feel you might have heard God's voice or you're hoping to hear God's voice, then um, if you... Yeah, I just wanted to, I felt it was important to say God doesn't bring confusion. Um, God won't confuse you. And so um, if you're feeling confused about anything, then I would say pray again. (laughs) Uh, Because, yeah, confusion isn't from God. Um, Confusion Mm. and stuff not making sense are different. There's a fine line between it. Um, And so it's just important. I think to go back to God again and pray again if you feel that he's spoken and you're really confused um, it could be that that's not necessarily all God so um, God wants to speak to us to encourage us and build us up and help us to grow not to confuse us and Mm. drain us by us trying to figure it out so yeah just speaking into confusion don't be confused pray and go back to God again Mm. I love that yeah. Okay. I'm seeing. I'm. I have a picture, and I really. I've been at. So part of the process for like, sometimes uh, prophecy that I've been taught is you know you ask God for like a picture or a word. Mm. And usually, sometimes it's kind of random or whatever. You guys just demonstrated it, but then like, we're, you know, we're, we're I've been taught to, to ask for an interpretation of that. You know, yeah. Yeah. so it's not just like, oh, right. I see this, but and you guys just did this, but I'm just explaining yeah. if someone doesn't know. Then you just kind of ask, okay, what's the significance of that God? For sure. So anyway, I have something. I have no interpretation of it. So maybe one of y'all do here at the table. But I just keep seeing a picture of a tiger. And uh, I don't know. I I literally haven't seen or heard of this movie for, it's been years and years. So the fact that this popped in, even just not. (laughs) Nope. Um, But it's the scene in The Last Samurai. Yes. Do you know this? Yes. Yeah. The scene in the Last Samurai where yeah. he's waving like a tiger. So maybe I'm getting an interpretation right now. I don't know. But he's 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 uh, captured by the samurais and he's waving a tiger flag and like the the samurais had a vision of like this tiger or whatever. So yeah. they they're basically like, oh, he's the tiger. So here we go. Maybe I'm getting an interpretation. But I feel like maybe there's someone out there who kind of has been like a lone wolf type person, like a lone tiger, um, just kind of kind of on his own. That's kind of the character in The Last Samurai. Um, but I just, I feel like God might might be just calling you back into like community and back into a herd. Um, wow. And so, yeah, that's all I got. But if that's you, that's amazing, uh, again, yeah. feel free to reach out to yeah. us on any of yeah. these. Good. But yeah. Lucy, yeah. could you wow. close us in prayer? Or John, did you have something? No, okay. I'm blank right Would now. Would you just want to close us out in prayer? Sure. I know we're, yeah. yeah. I can pray. Sweet. <laughs> 
Father, I just thank you for being with us. Um, I thank you for this time. I thank you that we can um, just speak about you and your heart for us. Father, I pray for um, all those listening that want to hear your voice or just want to go deeper with you, Lord. I pray that you would take them. I pray that you would grab them by the hand and take them to places they never imagined they could go, whether that's physically or in their heart with you. Father, I thank you that we're all on a journey and that you love us so much. You want to speak to us. You want to teach us. You want to grow us. You want to develop us. You want to use us. And so I just pray, Lord, that everyone listening today, that that our prayers would just be, here Mm -hmm. I am, Lord, use me. Please, would you use us, Lord, for your glory. And so, Father, I just pray that over the next week or two, that um, each of us would just see your hand at work in incredible ways. And there would be stories to report, testimonies coming in of what you've done, how you've spoken, how certain things have happened that wouldn't have happened had we not been obedient. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we just, um, we thank you for your goodness. And I just pray, Father, for those listening, that they would be obedient that they would hear your voice and act and that you would just be at work in all of our hearts in mm-hmm. jesus name amen amen, amen. wow thank you guys so much. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah. much thank you so much for having us on your podcast yes mafai mafai strikes again you're a first you're a first international podcast first couple first couple you said you wanted to interview the kids as well right we do yeah are they are they up for it yeah they can yeah that's fun how old are you 11 what's your name charlie what's your last name gwyn okay perfect (laughs) now that we're started and we know you tim what's your first question all right mr charlie gwyn you're a bit of a traveler I assume because you were not born here, right? right. Where were you born? In England. Okay. In Southampton. What was traveling? Winchester. You were born in Winchester. Ooh. Winchester. Winchester. Yeah. Same thing. Cool. So what was traveling? <laughs> Did you enjoy like traveling from there to here? And what was your favorite part about it? And maybe what was your least favorite part? It was fun, I guess. Yeah. I guess my favorite part was on the plane because the plane's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I guess my least favorite part is all the cues you have to do to go through security and all that and mm. the lines and everything. <laughs> I love it. The okay. Cues. No, cool. that, we've heard that for the first time now. Sorry, second time from your dad. Anyway. Yeah. What is the thing that you miss most from the UK? Family and friends. Okay. Is there any food that you used to have a lot that you no, miss? No, Do you like American no. food? Yeah, yeah, I do. I like pretzels. Pretzels? Like hot pretzels or like hard pretzels? No, I prefer hard. Soft okay. pretzels are nice, but hard is better, I think. Oh. Okay. Very I like cool. the soft ones. What yeah. is your favorite thing about Jesus? I guess that he has unending love. Ned. Wow. All right. Yeah. And then we'll end it with this. If you were to be an animal, what animal would you be? What? Uh... <laughs> and why? And why? Oh, I'd either be a cat or a snake. A cat because it's my favorite animal. Okay. Mm. And a snake because... <laughs> I guess they're cool and I guess, I don't know about this, but they might be really high on the food chain, which would help. High on but... the food chain. Hawks eat them. Now, what's well, cool? Do you feel like a cat would have... If a cat and a snake faced off, okay, <laughs> who do you think would win? Or who would you want to win? The cat. The cat. Okay. The cat. <laughs> but 
That's I don't know who'd win that one. I guess we'll have to do an experiment. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> All right, awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, you're awesome, man. Woo-hoo. Maggie, do you cool. want to be interviewed? Want to ask some questions? See, it's easy. Yeah, you can do it, Maggie. Yeah, Maggie. All right. Okay. Maggie, what's your name? Maggie. (laughs) How old are you? Six. You're six? Whoa. When did you turn six? Is it recent? Um, June the 12th. Awesome. Do you have a favorite color, Maggie? Um, gold. Gold. Why is that your favorite color? I just guess it's a very cool color. Oh. I love it. It's kind of the color of your hair as well. That's awesome. So, Maggie, um, you traveled as well from England all the way to America? Yes. What was? Did you enjoy that? What was your favorite part about that? Um, the plane. Mm-hmm. What do you miss most about England? Friends and family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you miss any food? Bacon. Bacon. the bacon. <laughs> is the bacon in England different than the bacon here? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever had, okay, this is a fun one, because I had this for the first time when I visited England. Have you ever had a bacon buddy? Yes. What's that? Can you describe that for everyone listening? Because I don't think most people in America know, know what a bacon, bacon buddy is. is. <laughs> it's a bacon sandwich. All right. Mm. Wow. Awesome. Okay, cool. what's your favorite thing about Jesus? It's always there to help you. Amen. Mm. It's amazing. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you so much, Maggie. You're wonderful. Yay.